a swim down memory lane, a UMass farewell to Bob. When you think about this season, when you think about everything we go through, when you think about the process, and the process is every single thing that we do during the year, from the first meeting to the last, from every practice, every single opportunity in the weight room, in the dry room, everything that we do, every time you get on the bus and go to the meet, every time you warm up, every time you warm down, everything that we do, you have to do it together. You have to become one. She's got the best time right now this season in the Atlantic 10 in the 100 press at 104.7, over a second better than anybody else right now in the conference. And she's on pace to break that, Tim. Was only just over 31 seconds in the first two laps. And Strelsik turning for home. She looks like she might have cooled her jets just a little bit there. Uh, she went out really fast for a dual meet. And she'll be, she'll be close, but it, it'll, uh, you know, she just wanted to make sure she got out for the win more than anything else. And that she does. A time of 107.21. Second place again goes to the men and women, Megan Nowak. And in third will be Tavis Potter. So it's a 1-2-3 sweep. team has come together so well with a tremendous personality and attitude. Um, we've, we, it, it has been really fun working with this team in the first few weeks, but they are really ready to get into a meet. At this time of year, we've been five full weeks, no meets, so they're really excited, especially when we open up at home. So it's going to be a, a very good event on Saturday. Welcome to retirement, Bob. One last hurrah. here and welcome to day 72 of the podcast. Hi, Bob. We have a very, very fun guest joining us today. We welcome Ed Melanson. He was a graduate assistant for Bob in the early 1990s. And Ed has some really great stories to share. And I love including some of the earlier summers of, from Bob's career because it shows such a different side of Bob, but at the same time, it's still that that cool, collected calmness that Bob always has. So it was a pleasure to chat with Ed as he is out in Colorado, and I'm sure that Bob will make a stop there. Um, on one of his many journeys out to the West Coast. Uh, but it was so great to go back, go swim back in memory lane. So let's go ahead and hop right back in. We welcome Ed, who was Bob's graduate assistant, the years 91 to 94. Thanks for joining us, Ed. You're welcome, Cece. We're glad to have you here. We are celebrating Bob's retirement, and I'd love to hear some of your favorite memories of him. Um, you know, that's really hard to say, but I, I, I honestly have to say that my favorite memories are simply just walking onto deck every afternoon and being able to coach with Bob. Um, 
I learned a lot from him, and he was, you know, he had such an impact on so many women uh, over the years, and, and watching how he interacted with the women and, and, and helped them um, develop not only athletic but academically, um, at the end of the day, it was always great. You know, I came in from a full day of classes and lab work and teaching and all the other things that you do as a graduate student, and it was always just a, a big pick-me-up to come in and, and spend time with Bob and the team. Yeah, he he creates such a, a great atmosphere. It's really magnetic where you're happy to be there. Oh, absolutely. Um, can remember the, the grease board that we had in Tottenham and we'd write the workouts on the board and uh, the girls showing up, the women showing up after their day of classes as well. And um, They were always just so respectful to Bob. It was just, it was, it was, I learned so much from being around him and, and the women over that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he, he definitely does a good job for, for showing up for everybody. Um, do you have any good travel stories with Bob? Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> you're digging back in the memory bank here. Um, gosh, I would say all the trips. You know, we did a, a wonderful trip up to Montreal my first year with the team, and then we had a great trip down to Florida, and, and all the away meets and everything else like that. Um it was just so much fun to travel with, with Bob. And uh, it was a little bit more relaxed, of course, in practice because we actually get to spend more time talking, and it was, it was great. So, yeah, just all the trips, I think, I can remember being so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and part of being on the team, it, a, a huge part of it is being on the road. And so then that's where you do get to spend, like, downtime with Bob and, and really his, him as a person comes out. Yep, Exactly. And well wishes for his retirement? Uh, my wish with Bob for his retirement is, is to enjoy it. Um, you know, and I know he's going to. We had a great conversation when he called me in March, and he was so excited about, you know, re- retiring and moving on to the next phase of his life. It was the right time for him to do this. I know he's going to miss the, uh, the time on deck and the time with the women and all the swimmers and divers from the programs over the years, but I know he's going to be able to fill that void by being one of the best granddads has ever been. Um, and he's going to get to do some traveling that hasn't got anything to do with swimming. Right. And yeah. I do hope that, that one of those travels will be out to Colorado sometime. We'd love to see him out here to visit him and Judy. So, um, yeah, I think that's my wish for him for his retirement. One other wish, and this is a little inside joke, but um, he still has to work on Olivia because Olivia owes me an apology and he'll know what that's about. <laughs> Oh, how funny. Yep. Oh, man. Um, I'll have to share that with Olivia so that she knows, too. If I can share the story, because a lot of the women from back then knew this story. You know, and I would be in Amherst in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I worked for some camps, but I was working in the lab that I was in, and, and I was always in Amherst, and I would go several weeks without seeing Bob or Judy, and I happened to run into them at a gas station one day, and Olivia was in the car, and she was about maybe three or four years old at the time. And I was talking with Bob and Judy. You know, this is when you used to pump your own gas, too. This is going back. Yeah. And I was talking with Bob and Judy in the gas station, and we were talking for about five to ten minutes. And then all of a sudden, the window rolled down on his red minivan, and Olivia sticks her face out the window and says, you know, we usually come to the gas station, get gas, and just leave. <laughs> <laughs> 
and she rolls up the window in a huff and Bob and Judy were just, they were so embarrassed, but it was the most hilarious thing. So um, some 20 plus years later, more than that now, 25 years, Olivia still owes me an apology for that day. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh, I can just imagine. Yeah, little Olivia (laughs) bringing the sass. It was it was so cute. It was funny. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And and uh, Madeline and Olivia were were always such good sports about Bob's um, job and and the dedication he had to the team. Oh, that's awesome to hear. They had to put up with a lot with that being away and unusual hours and all that other stuff. So they were they were always great and supportive of of, of the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. They had, they had- and and they and Judy had to put up with all that stuff showing up in their lawn the night before the first home meet. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you know what, Do you know, Do you know about that? No, I don't. There was there was a tradition for a while. I think it continued that the night before the first home meet, they would do something at Bob's house. Oh, Maybe nice. like toilet paper the trees or something like that. One year, the team went out and stole a bunch of election signs and planted them <laughs> all over his his yard and and i wish i'd seen it it was after i left umass but um one of the one of the teams um managed to get a bunch of swimming equipment from either boyden or Tottenham uh-huh. and set up a, a fake swimming pool in the front of bob's yard complete with um backstroke flags and everything so. oh man i'm sure bob knows who the who the culprits are Always. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, when I was there, um, we went trick-or-treating at Bob's house. That's what we ended up doing. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did and, and my, my senior year, we dressed up all as Bob. <laughs> so when you, went trick or, when you were trick-or-treating, did they at least have good candy for you guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he definitely uh, had some extra candy on hand. <laughs> I still remember the White House uh, in Amherst where they lived. It's a great little neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It's famous, yep. I, I actually lived in the Red House right next to it. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, so you could keep an eye on Bob or Bob could keep an eye on you? Probably Bob could keep an eye on us. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this has been so much fun. Thanks for joining us, Ed. And Bob, you were there for us for so many years, and we'll be here for you. But this has been great. Thanks, Ed. Thank you, Cece. Bob, love you guys. Love Judy. Miss you both. And again, congratulations. And and you're going to be so happy. Um, Again, I'm going to see you in Colorado soon.